Welcome to the Strong Woman Better World podcast series, a global storytelling project created by strong women using the power of sport, education, and social innovation to create a better world. Each week, we travel to another corner of the earth and we exchange ideas while exploring Title IX's ripple effects around the globe. Hello, hello, I am your host and ref, Carol Ponchon from Lyon, France, and it is my great pleasure to welcome you to the metaphorical ring as two fearless women spar about their trade-blazing journeys in sport. Buckle up and get ready to rumble. In today's episode, we will travel to Zambia and Nigeria to hear from two strong women who share a passion for sports, journalism, and the importance of education in the lives of girls and women. In the right corner from Zambia is Diana Mutakafimbo. Diana is a sport reporter for the Zambia Daily Mail, a leading national newspaper. As one of Zambia's most prominent sport journalists, she is known for her perseverance and her punchlines. Hello. Hey there. I'm Diana, and I'm happy to be here. I'm ready to put on my gloves. Welcome, Diana. Cannot wait to see you with those gloves. And we are joined in the left corner by another media specialist, Tega Onojaife. Oh, you will have to correct me probably for this pronunciation. Tega is from Nigeria. She's a sports producer and presenter for Smooth 90.1 FM radio and the founder of the Ladies in Sport Conference. She is a pioneer for women in sport journalism and knows what it takes to kick bias and prejudice out of the way when telling someone's stories. Welcome, Tega. Thank you very much, and thank you for having me. I can't wait to get into this and to kick down some doors. Yes. Ladies, I cannot wait for you to take us to Zambia and Nigeria and help us understand the cultural and political context of your fight for gender equity in sport journalism. The floor is yours. So off we go for round one of this episode. Okay, Tega, so here we go. What is that one song that always makes you want to dance whenever you hear it? It's a Nigerian song. I don't know if, I don't know that you will know it, but you can search on Google. It's a Nigerian song called Too Correct. It doesn't matter where I am. Once Too Correct comes on, it's Too Correct by Crayon and Remo. Once that song comes on, I'm dancing. I don't care where I am. Oh, great. That sounds good. Hello, Tega. Thanks for sharing this and warming our audience up. Let's now get into the core of this episode. You are one of the women pioneers in Nigerian sports journalism landscape. And I guess when you grew up, there were no female sports journalists, role models to look up to. Can you please tell us how you discovered your passion and who, if anyone, inspired you? It's tricky. It's not like there were none at all. It's that there were very few. So there, is, there was one, Aisha Falode, who is now the chairman of the Nigerian Women's Football League. There was also another lady who used to read the sports news on the national television station. So I knew of those two. But I always liked sports. There came a point in my career that I was tired of what I was doing, which was insurance at the time I was in the finance sector and I got tired of it and I said I needed to pick a career that number one I loved and number two I would never get tired of 
And so the only thing I remember that came to mind was sports. But there were so few women in it. And I, at first, I thought, I didn't know how to go about it. So I started to talk to my friends who were guys working in sports. And then they opened up a small space for me. I had not enough money, but at least there was the opportunity to work there. And so that's how I started. But what inspired me to continue pushing wasn't anybody in sports, wasn't any women in sports or any men in sports. It was people that were doing things in other places, like Oprah Winfrey doing her talk show and excelling at it. That was my inspiration. So it wasn't sports, but it was a woman that was breaking barriers. Wow, that's quite interesting. <laughs> Let's talk about dreams. In the last 12 years, you've traveled the globe and covered nearly every major soccer event. For many people, working in sport and the media is a dream. Can you walk us through a normal day in Tega's life covering a sports event? And what, what are the things that a consumer doesn't see that you wish they did? So my normal day starts at 4.30 a.m. If I'm covering a sports event, you have to be there early. So I'll walk you through maybe a day covering the Lagos Marathon, Lagos City Marathon. Okay, so you're up at, at 4.30 a.m., um, take a quick shower, jump on the media bus, get to the location site, pick up all you need. So for me, there'll be a mic check because I'll be moving around, ensure that I have adequate batteries, ensure that my mic is working. Then I'll do the makeup because, yes, makeup has to be done. So my makeup on standby, my hair will pick. For one, I don't know how to do the makeup. So we always have to have a makeup lady on standby, get our hair done, get your sneakers ready because there's going to be a lot of running. So you have to wear comfortable shoes. And then your script. Your script which you have prepared the night before. Have it ready on the day. And get ready. Anything can happen. So there was this one time we were told that the race was going to start at 6 a.m. And we had all to a certain place at the stadium at 6 a.m. So everybody was there at 6 a.m. At 5.45 a.m. to cover the ship. And then... Something happened. I don't know if the lights went out. Something happened. We had to change location. So what that meant was that, yes, in your makeup and with your heels, you had to go to another end of the stadium, which took like five minutes. And then the script changed completely because the, the characters that we were supposed to be covering were different. So we, we ran from one end of the stadium to the other end of the stadium, heels in hand, got there. It was everything we had planned prior was completely flipped to head. And so sometimes the scripts change and we want people to be able to see that. Okay, Tiga, quite interesting. And I, I like the part of the makeup. And I mean, being a TV <laughs> personality, you always have to wear makeup. For me, makeup yep. is not a thing. So Tega, <laughs> in, 20, in 2016, you founded the Ladies in Sports Conference, as far as I remember. And please yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. This is a yearly networking conference for female sports professionals in Nigeria. Can you tell us what you hope to achieve with this annual conference and what challenges you faced in your own career that you hope you can change for other women who attend the conference? Okay, so the, the, the whole idea of the conference was to create a platform where, number one, 
women can get inspiration from other women who are achieving great things in sports. Number two, create a network for where women support each other actively and intentionally. And number three, get a place where brands get the opportunity to put money in women's sports. And that's exactly why the Ladies in Sports Conference was created. Now, the one thing in my career I knew was that when I first came into sports, because we're so few women in sports, we're very separated and individually trying to achieve, there is strength in support and in teamwork. So what one person can conquer, if she had a team, she would exponentially do better. Uh, and so... There was no togetherness with the women in sports. I was on one hand doing what I knew how to do. And Chisom Bono, another alumni of GSMP, was on another place doing what she knew how to do. And the woman on the other end was doing what she knew how to do. But what, with what we're doing individually, we're not make, really making progress or making any headway. We had to team up to be able to make a headway. And so this, the Ladies in Sports Conference is a platform that is creating that opportunity for women in sports. And now we are working in teams. I believe in the year 2021, I was able to get Akona Makalema, another alumni of GSMP from South Africa, to come to Nigeria for our conference. And I had Chison Bonu working with me at the conference. Ladies, sorry to interrupt. This is the ref speaking, and I feel like I must raise a yellow card. You've just mentioned the GSMP, and I bet we need to provide some context to our audience. So the GSMP stands for the Global Sport Mentoring Program. It's a sport diplomacy, women's empowerment initiative sponsored by the US Department of State and implemented by the one and only team at the University of Tennessee Center for Sport, Peace and Society. And actually, the three of us are alumni of this program. And then the public affairs department of the US Embassy was at the conference and they were so impressed to see what we were able to achieve with the 2020 conference talking about the power in representation and so that's what teamwork can create and that's what the ladies in sports conference provide an amazing way to end ren one speaking about <laughs> the power of togetherness so we're just going to move swiftly to round two we've now tega interviewing diana we met at 2018 Global Sports Mentoring Program. And through the program, I discovered that you were quiet or reserved. So I want to ask, if you had a warning sign, what would it say? Wow. If I had a warning sign, my goodness. Watch out. There is a strong woman coming. <laughs> That's a nice one. Watch out. Very strong woman coming. Because a lot of people see you're quiet. They see your countenance. They don't know that you are doing great things. Um, but before, before I get into all of the great things you're doing, first let me talk about the Global Sports Mentoring Program. When you came, you were mentored by Lea Lepaka, formerly Vice President of Audience Strategy at ESPN. Can you share with us your experience and some behind-the-scenes moments? with the ESPN family? In a nutshell, I can describe that as a life-changing moment for me. It was the greatest experience of my career as a sports journalist. ESPN is one of the global uh, networks, so a global channel that we watch 
out here in Africa. But just to get to the actual place was really like life changing for me. I yeah. met a lot of people I just admired on the screen, but I met them personally. So it's a great experience and I learned a lot, especially from my mentor, Leela Plucker. She was such an amazing woman who always prepared me for, for the day and prepared me for what lay ahead of me on that particular day. You know, I was pregnant that time. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's great. <laughs> to go out of her way to take extra care of me. The fact that I'm still in contact with Leah and the rest of the ESPN crew, it, that makes me feel feel quite achieved, so to speak. That is so inspiring. It's so amazing. So we both know that sports industry in Africa, people say it's male-dominated. I always say it is not. It's male-dominated and the numbers kind of access to that but what is one gender equality angle that really drives you mad that really drives you war what is the one thing you know what i have to deal with this the one thing that's really the gender inequality especially in sport that really drives me mad and i say it really drives me mad is the issue of picks the issue of money give you an example of football okay football in Zambia is a professional sport and you see that professional footballers main footballers just depend on football on playing football for their livelihood why because yes. they get enough you know enough money to sustain them but if you look yes. at female footballers they can't depend on professional football for their livelihood because oh, there's no money. Yes. They literally do it for free. Yes. Yeah. So that, if that, only that there can be equality on the pegs, I would be the happiest person on earth. That's great. And so the Rising Stars, your column in the Zambia National Daily Mail, is that your way of addressing these inequalities in sports? Well, yes, that's that, that, that's one way of trying to address the issue, more so that I mainly focus on the youngsters, you know, these young budding sports personalities that are not yet into professional, professional sportsmanship. So I really mainly yeah. center on the girls just to encourage them that there's, there, there is really life in sports and they shouldn't be discouraged. Yeah, so when I was in America in 2018, you spoke with me about the Special Olympics in Zambia. But I want you to share with the rest of the world about the Special Olympics in Zambia and how you are trying to change the situation in your country through the Special Olympics in Zambia. Special Olympics Zambia, you know, I become emotionally attached to anything that has to do with Special Olympics because I'm so passionate about people living with disabilities. In some circles in the community, these people are not embraced most of the times, which, you know, which makes their guardians or parents hide them. That really makes me so sad. And that's really what drove me to get into Special Olympics because I wanted, with the help of, the, of my team in Special Olympics, to advocate 
for a change of attitude towards, you know, the people living with disabilities, you know, we, we want to preach to them, we want to tell them that they also can do what the able-bodied people can do, and they shouldn't feel shy, they shouldn't feel neglected, they should feel part of the society. So we are using sport to, you know, to help the people living with disabilities come out of that nature and feel part of the community. They should feel loved, more importantly, and they, sh they should feel embraced. Uh, okay, Diana, one last question. How have you become a better journalist with your participation in the GSMP program? I'm able to inspire change. I'm able to influence, especially women in sport, to really believe that sport is a tool they can use to get whatever they want in life. Sport is a tool that will make them be better people. Sport is a tool that will make them go places, meet different people and just realize their dreams. So that participation at the GSMP really gave me the drive and motivation to just be punchy on women coverage in sport. What a way actually to end this round, mentioning the punching force and strength that you got from sport mentoring program. I'm going to yeah. just uh, let, let the floor to you, ladies. But one word to you, Diana, because you were mentioning Shikwan Queers and also your uh, rising stars. And through your words, we felt the love that you have for what you're doing with Special Olympics and all the women and, and boys that you're helping there. So just wanted to tell you that obviously, just from the voice, you are conquering this field. But off we go to round three. Round three, what is your definition of empowerment? Empowerment, my definition of empowerment. If you hear the word empowerment, the first thing that will come into mind is finance, okay? But for me, empowerment is really giving a person the courage to face life head on. That's empowerment mm. for me. And you, Tega, what, what's yours? I mean, what, what's empowerment in your own word? Empowerment is giving people the inspiration to dream. Wow, interesting. Ref speaking here. I could not help but hand this friendly fight with a sincere thank you to our audience. And guess what? The winner of today's episode is Communities Around the Globe. We're benefiting from greater equality and inclusivity. Thank you, ladies, for your priceless time and energy. You're the stars here and today, so I leave you with the final words. It was nice sharing this platform with you this week. It was nice getting you to step into the ring, put on your gloves, and try to punch out equality through rising stars, through Junkers, and through Special Olympics in Zambia. Thanks to our audience for tuning in to this week's episode. We hope you learned something new about women in sports journalism in Zambia as well as in Nigeria. And you live feeling inspired to make a difference in your own country. 
Social change is a team sport, and we are counting on you to join us as we celebrate the global impact of the Taito Islands. Here are some easy ways to join our team of Sporty Sisters Changing the World. Click the like button, subscribe to our channel, and share this podcast with your family, friends, and colleagues. Leave your questions and comments on social media. And remember, you can listen to more episodes of Strong Women, Better World podcast series on your favorite podcasting platforms. Thank you all.